You are listening to I Doubt It with me, your host, Jesse Dolliman, a podcast dedicated to free-thinking discussion, ideas, skepticism, but most importantly, a good time. show i appreciate you tuning in this is as the intro already stated i doubt it uh, i am jesse dollimore and i am sitting across the table from my co-host hello Brittany. Brittany page um want to get some housekeeping out of the way a little bit first uh want to drop the phone number for the show uh we still have a phone number it is still there if you would like to Call in and contribute in any way, and leave please do leave your uh, leave your lovely voice or horrid voice. Either way, it doesn't matter. Six five seven four six four seventy six zero nine. That's six five seven four six four seven six zero nine. Leave a voicemail. We will uh, we'll get you included in the show. Uh, another little piece of news: our humble Facebook page is now up and running thanks to the technical ability of Brittany. Kind of. She really, she banged that out last night. So um, we already have over 100 fans, followers, likers, whatever. 105. So 105, says the chick who's obsessively checking it. <laughs> How dare you. So anyway, that address is facebook.com slash I doubt it with Dollamore. Um, we really, th- I, I think it's going to be a great addition. I, at first, I really didn't want to do the Facebook page thing, but after some cajoling from others, uh, I changed my mind. I think it's going to be a great opportunity for us to share. That's what it was. Everyone was trying to encourage you to create a Facebook page. That's why you did it. <laughs> right. All and right. I'm the one obsessively checking the likes. Let's, let's just be honest do, here. Do you hear that, everybody? That was the succinct sound of my mouth being shit in. Yes. (laughs) Brittany came around to this side of the table, squatted over my head, and shit right in my mouth. I was talking pretty good. Yeah, it was great. (laughs) So anyway, we we plan, all that notwithstanding, we plan to, you know, share, like, some of the stuff that we've talked about in previous episodes. We want to share photos or articles or links, audio video, whatever we want to be able to share. And conversely, we'd like to be able to have the opportunity for you to share with us topics that you'd like to hear about, maybe something you think is funny, whatever. Just kind of have it be a a free-for-all, as it were, on our Facebook page. Uh, That's that's really the the great thing about, about Facebook is, you know, shit goes viral and you there's funny stuff i mean from the well, i don't know how funny it was but you know a, a couple years ago when the the jefferson bethke guy you know I, I hate religion but i love jesus guy that thing went crazy and it was all over facebook i, I don't think. think it was funny at all i don't think it was meant to be funny either <laughs> although we probably found it funny it, I, it wasn't meant to be funny i got a good laugh out of it. a lot of people found it moving but there are even right now there's that kid the I'm sure you've heard it, 
his name is Mateo. I think his name is Mateo. Mateo, yeah. And then his mom is Linda. And they put up this video of little Mateo, who is the most adorable child on the earth. Goddamn. He's three years old. They put up this video on YouTube, and it already has four million hits. And it's Mateo just talking to his mom, and, and you just have to hear it for yourself. Here's a little clip of it. But I have to yell at you guys. will not give up he's awesome that kid they need to either get him into law school like right now or get him get his little ass on a plane and over to the ukraine to do secretary of state john Kerry's job for him because uh this kid's he's a he's a born negotiator yeah he is can, can you imagine they got him over there little three-year-old put a little suit on him little mateo Putin, Putin's like, I want Crimea for myself. Ah, <laughs> uh, we are only protecting ethnic Russians. I'm glad that this podcast has just turned into a showcase for all your wonderful accents. By hey, the way. Man. You, well, see, here's the deal. What you don't know is, because you never actually hear Putin talk because there's always a translator over him, it's a dead-on impression of Putin. Mm, it's perfect. Yeah. 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 I don't think so. Yeah, he, he actually sounds a lot like a bad Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Mm, yeah? Mm. Yeah. Grimea. Oh, God. <laughs> and he moves his arm like this when he talks, too. <laughs> bad radio. No one can see what you're doing. <laughs> So just for explaining the video purposes, Mateo is arguing with his mom because he tried to get a cupcake off the table and he was arguing that I can touch everything in grandma's house. I should be able to touch everything here. It's a pretty good argument. He's three years old. How well spoken is he for a three year old? Yeah, well, I, I think that's what the argument is, but he goes on later in the clip to talk about something about getting his ass whooped. He doesn't say that, but. Uh, getting, I getting, didn't hear that. Getting pow pows on his butt from his mom, and apparently he's very protective of his little brother. It's. I think he calls his brother his little boom boom or something. something it's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's the kind of stuff that's so great about Facebook. Unfortunately, as awesome as that is, uh, there's a dark side. There's a dark side to Facebook. There's the other side of the coin, and it's a lot of Facebook trends aren't aren't quite that appealing. One of them is selfies. Selfies. And it's not just a Facebook phenomenon. It's obviously Twitter and, and Instagram owned by Facebook. But I don't know if you know, but last year, the Oxford Dictionary, in all of their intelligence, made selfie the word of the year for 2013. It's official. It is official. And, and tragic. 
and tragic. Narcissism and front-facing smartphone cameras ruled supreme as Oxford Dictionary's crowned selfie the word of the year. In case you need a primer, a selfie is basically a picture a person takes of his or herself and is usually uploaded to some type of social media site. Much like 2012's winner GIF, Oxford chooses its word of the year based on the interest it attracted and how it embodies the ethos of that particular year. As the folks at Oxford write, it seems like everyone who is anyone has posted a selfie somewhere on the internet. I mean, if you get the Pope to take one, then I guess you're on to something. Oxford notes the word itself dates back to an Australian chat room in 2002, and by the looks of it, we've gotten much better at taking selfies. In just the last year, though, the word's usage has risen 17,000%. There's no doubt technology has played a part in the rise of the selfie, but the practice isn't without its critics. A director of the Media Psychology Research Center in Boston told the BBC, many view selfies as acts of self-focus and cries for attention. Selfie beat out a short list of other words, including Bitcoin, Schmeet, and of course, twerk. For Newsy, I'm Christian Bryant. Wow. Well, first of all, and then second of all, it will be followed by 17,000% the, the usage has increased. That's insanity. Yeah. And second of all, thank God that it beat twerk. Yes. <laughs> the word of the year. Oh, I was thinking that. Oh, my God. The strange thing about selfies is, well, one, how popular they are. And then, two, how many different kinds of selfies there are. You know, you have, like, the young girls that are, like, 12 or 13 or even older girls. But they take the, the sexy angle selfie, you know, kind of where, like a throwback to MySpace. Where, where did they – where did this become – where did they learn this? Because, obviously, photographers don't take – the down angle shot well, into some the titties might. with them looking up. That's some a, might. Yeah, that guy who's Terry Richardson. Terry Richardson. What a turd sandwich that guy is. Yeah. <laughs> he he's probably into that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying is where did that skill set develop? Because typically that's not an angle at which people photograph are photographed. So where did the, the 12, 13, the teen girl and tween girl learn that particular angle? Like, what the hell is going well, on? Well, I think you see, you know, the inflated chests of the photoshopped women on magazines and you, you see lots of boobage. And they're trying to recreate that because that's what they see as sexy and they want to look like that. So they kind of take these pictures maybe to try to recreate that look even though they're having to do it from a weird angle in order to make it happen yeah. or something. I, I mean, I don't know. Well, that's, <clears throat> that's not even really a – I mean, that's obviously a, a, fo a, a, a selfie position. Yes. Um, an angle of a selfie. But yes. there, are, there's, there are other weird goings-on, weird phenomenon within the selfie genre. Yeah, you have the seatbelt selfie, the oh, gym my... selfie. Oh, well, seatbelt selfie is goofy in and of itself. It's you're sitting there in your car, you've got your seatbelt buckled, and you decide, huh, I was going to start my car and drive away and go to where I need to go, but I just got this hankering for a selfie. I think everyone needs to see me sitting in my car. Yeah. What? I don't understand What's the, the compulsion? impulse. I don't get it. And the gym selfie, ugh. Well, first of all, there's different gym selfies. Yes. You've got the people who are actually in the gym, supposed to be working out. Who, supposed to be. Who take a little breather, 
and stand in front of the mirror and take a picture of themselves. We get it. You're working out. That's for you. That's not for us. Yeah. That is for you. The gym rat. We don't care. Trust me. I don't care. Trust me. We don't care. But then, but then there's also the post gym workout selfie. Yeah. What? What the hell? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's too much. Too much gym selfies going on. <laughs> then you have the uh, duck face, pouty lip mm. selfie. That's that's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah, the, pout, the pouty face. That's also a throwback to MySpace, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, if you are not attractive when you smile then don't smile or come up with another look. Don't just make a goofy in lieu of a smile face. Just make the resting bitch face your picture face. That is Brittany's favorite face. That is. Well, it's not my favorite face. It's just my face. <laughs> so what am I supposed to do? Then you have the the laying in bed selfie, right? Oh, yeah. Where they do the hashtag no makeup, hashtag woke up like this, or hashtag whatever. Right. Is a lie. I'm lying a lot. Because um, clearly they. Yeah, your hair is done. Let it's me tell you something. I I don't think I'm alone in that. When I wake up, it's it's a shit show. <laughs> something needs to be done. I immediately need to run to the shower. It's a situation. It's terrible, and I mean the rest of the world is not immune from this happening because. Your breath stinks like you've been eating shit sandwiches all night. Mm. Your hair is akimbo. <laughs> it's terrible. And everyone knows what you're doing. Everyone knows. Because yes. everyone, well, one, the rest of us who don't take selfies, the normal people, we know because we're human and we all wake up in the morning. And then all the other selfie weirdos, they know because they take that very same selfie and have to put makeup on and get ready before they do. Yes. And I think a lot of times, though, women do it because they know they can fool men. You know, they can wear, maybe they're not wearing eye makeup, but they're wearing foundation and powder that makes their skin look even. And it's kind of tricking you guys. Men are typically gullible. Well, yeah, you guys just don't know about makeup. And so you uh, might not know what uh, makeup is on her face. I don't know if that's what it is. Okay. Listen, we, we talked about the wiener. Being honest, well, in conjunction with the wiener being honest and telling the truth, the wiener is also very gullible. So. Are you proving my point right now, then? I think I am. Yeah, you just did. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. So there's also the fitting room selfie. Ugh. Which, by the way, I just read an article and I'm dumb and can't really reference They're it. They're now putting iPads in yes. fitting rooms so that you can go in. Try on your clothes and take a selfie of yourself to see if you really like the outfit in your selfie. Well, what doesn't make any sense about it is the selfie, the true selfie is not really for yourself. The true selfie is for those to whom you distribute it. So it'll be on Instagram or it'll be on Facebook like we're talking about or it'll be on Twitter. So the selfie's not necessarily or it's not for you it's for them it's for your audience quote unquote what the hell unless you have an immediate stable of people who are going to reply to you while you're out wasting your whole day shopping why take a selfie of yourself because 
people aren't going to be able to respond while you're still there waiting to choose whether to buy the stuff. Yeah. And then we have another throwback to MySpace, I think, which is the bathroom selfie. I know I had some of these when I was 16. Look, and you know what? It's not just the bathroom selfie. Like, the chick who doesn't know there's another mirror catching her and her ass is showing. Or a turd in the toilet. Or wow, who are you friends with? The big, the big, anal eased bucket on the on the on the bathroom sink. Wow, you have some interesting friends. It's stuff I've seen. All right, it's not my friends. Okay, <laughs> and that's not the worst kind of selfie. For me, the worst kind of selfie is the public bathroom selfie. I haven't seen one of these. Uh, there's a cl- there's a classic picture, and I'm going to put it up on our Facebook page of a kid taking a selfie and there's an old man next to him washing his hands who's turned around looking at him like what the fuck are you doing kid oh my god (laughs) that's disturbing there's a louis ck picture a selfie picture with louis ck taking a picture in a public bathroom and there's a dude at the urinal behind him what the hell i guess i'm just not in on the uh public bathroom selfie situation and then you have the latest trend Thanks to Miley Cyrus, which is the tongue out selfie. Now, I've not seen this personally, but I don't follow a lot of 12-year-olds on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Well, while while looking up stuff about selfies today, I noticed an inordinate amount of tongue out selfies. Oh, wow. Yeah. You got to get in the mix. I don't want to. No, you're behind the times. Okay. I'm fine with that, I think. My my biggest issue with selfies, though, is – not all the different kinds and not all that weird stuff. It's that people take them all the time. I would understand if, you know, once in a while you think you look really good and you kind of want to capture that moment and then you want to post it because you feel, you know, like you look good that day. I get that, but what I don't we're get... All, we're all guilty of that and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah, that. for sure. Or, you know, the self when you're with your friends, when you're at the beach, when something is going on and you want to be in a photo with people. Share that moment yeah, with you your friends. Yeah, you want to capture it and you want to post it and you want to share it with people. I get that. But I know several adult grown women. These are women I'm talking about. Don't don't just bash the ladies. I I know men who do it. And it's Well, I'm talking about daily selfies. I'm yeah, talking I've... about grown women who post almost daily selfies. Listen, it's getting to the point that I would be okay if it were one selfie a day. <laughs> but it's getting so out of hand that it is multiple selfies a day. It's pick three from the list, and when they wake up in the morning, they've got the... Their coffee cup? No, no, they've got the bed selfie. And then they get up, because they're already ready, they jump in their car, put their seatbelt on on the way to the gym, boo, you've got the seatbelt selfie. They get to the gym, and instead of working out, they stand in front of the mirror so all of their friends know, hey, look at me, I'm working out. It's many, many selfies a day. If it was just one, I would bitch, but I wouldn't bitch this loudly or for this long. Well, I'm going to keep bitching about the people who do do it daily because it drives me crazy because I just don't understand. I see these pictures of they wake up in the morning with their coffee cup. It's a selfie. Then they're sitting on the couch watching TV and they're taking a selfie. And it's I just don't understand the impulse to, like, take a picture of yourself and then go on Instagram, open your Instagram, find the selfie that you just took of you drinking coffee, open it, 
put a filter on it, write a caption on it, and then post it. I mean, that's a lot of work to do regularly for that's pictures lot, of yourself. It's a lot of steps. It's a lot. And it confuses me because I don't understand what it's about or how to figure it out. Well, I'll tell you, I have created a very short abbreviated list that we can put this to bed for, for from now on. The selfies that are approved, okay? Here are the four types of selfies that are okay. Number one. Cancer. Yes. Bummer. But if you're sick and you're chronicling your condition and the change in, in your body and your health and your looks, you know what? Get on it. Do it. You take those selfies. For sure. Uh, if you're pregnant, likely are similar to the, for the same reasons. Your body is changing. You want to share these moments with your friends and family or anybody who's interested in pregnancy, even the creepers who might be searching pregnant on, on Instagram. Not me. Then, yeah, right on. I, I think that's fine. In fact, I read some articles where they were shitting on this whole, oh, I'm pregnant. No one wants to see that. You that's weird. I think that's weird. I think uh, pregnancy – People are excited. They're creating a life, and they want to share that, and I think it's fine. Well, so, and when the baby grows up, they're going to want to see, you know, their mom, their absolutely. mom, gro- her belly growing, and yes. you were in her belly, and that's a cool thing for a kid to see. So it's been decided. I've decided. Yeah. Thank you for deciding. It's uh, it's okay. We all appreciate that. Puppies, puppies are okay. Now listen, dog owners. Once your puppy is not a puppy, it's no longer okay. In fact, if you ever have the thought, huh, I wonder if my dog's too old to take a selfie, to, to, to post a picture of. Your dog's too old. Wait a minute, though. There's an exception here. Oh, you're right. Bulldogs. Yeah. Yep. Bulldogs are always allowed to have pictures. Any variety of bulldog is good to go. Any age. Your French bulldog, your, your what is commonly referred to as the English bulldog, which is actually just bulldog sorry to break out my my akc knowledge on you he's better than us all everybody so (laughs) finally someone's noticing bulldogs are okay i don't care if they're old and decrepit and wearing a diaper they're okay because it's a bulldog and finally old people yes old people are good to go whether you're betty white or you know just an old lady who's not got much time left and wants to to share it with the world. Or like Betty Simpson, who is an 80-year-old grandma fighting cancer, and she currently has 20,000 Instagram followers, and she's the sweetest old lady you'll ever see. I'm looking at her right now. She's got 127, 278. Her Instagram, uh, Pharrell, actually. Pharrell follows her. Her Instagram handle is GrandmaBetty33. GrandmaBetty33. All one word. Yes, and it's very sweet to see. When are we going to get past saying it's all one word all the time? Doesn't I'm done with that. Well, then why'd you just do it? Because I'm dumb. Yes, I'm we all terrible, know that too. I'm a terrible, terrible dummy. We thought you were better than us just a second ago. Now we know you're dumb. Oh, <laughs> uh, the facade is melting. So go follow this lady. Her, her grandson started this uh, Instagram account because uh, she has cancer and she doesn't have time. They... They said it in, in an article that I read that she's living minute to minute, and uh, he wanted to chronicle his grandma's his ba- her battle with cancer, and she is, from all accounts, from all the selfies, an awesome lady. 
And Pharrell thinks she's worthy of a follow, so. And he's happy. Yeah, that says a lot. You know, the whole selfie phenomenon, I think, is fueled by ridiculous celebrities. And not even some, some that are ridiculous for the, wrong re- for the right reasons and some that are just ridiculous. Uh, Geraldo. Oh, God. Maybe the oldest, creepiest. It, I mean, the picture flashed in my head, and I'm very disturbed. So that's another one for Facebook. Write that down. <laughs> okay. And then everybody has seen Kim Kardashian selfies. We get it. Enough already. If, if I have to see another Kim Kardashian anything, the sad thing about the Kim Kardashian thing is she just created a baby, and we're going to have to see that little fucker's selfies for the ne- next 30 years. Well, no, the, the most tragic thing about it is that everybody likes her selfies. That's yeah. Please stop liking her. It's please stop giving her attention. Well, it's a cycle. The whole selfie phenomenon is a, is a cycle. It just keeps, keeps perpetuating itself. Yeah. So the world has had plenty of them, and it's damaging. It's not just, oh, they're taking pictures. Oh, that's really cute. This is, I believe, psychologically damaging for young kids who look up to Kim Kardashian and the like and Justin Bieber and the One Direction morons. Well, people should stop looking up to these individuals. Th- they for sure do. That's part of the problem. There are, even, there are psychologists who, who, have, who, who have come out and spoken about the damage that it does. Celebrities have a very high need for approval and for ego boosts. In fact, probably the reason they chose to go into that field is because they have that applause hunger. Psychologist Barbara Greenberg wonders if we're breeding a selfie nation. Twitter even devotes a day to it. Hashtag Selfie Saturday. And Facebook and Instagram may all be contributing to a generation of self-absorbed, self-promoting, self-involved oversharers worthy of parody by college humor. When you're sending out photos of yourself, the message is, look at me, look at me, admire me. And the message is also, vote for me, give me approval. Give me either the thumbs up on Facebook or a little heart on Instagram. First of all, uh, does anyone notice how she talks like Chris Hansen? <laughs> I did. I did. To catch a predator. Uh, everyone's taking pictures Chris of Chris Hansen. It's um very crazy, but I. But despite her creepy, uh, sit down, sit down right here. Besides her Chris Hansen esque voice, yes, she has some good points. Yeah, and I think um, what she's talking about. Um, has a lot to do with one of Dr. Drew's books and a study that he actually did on celebrity and narcissism. The book is The Mirror Effect, How Celebrity Narcissism is Seducing America. And it just talks about how, you know, all of these celebrities are not people to admire. They are typically broken inside. They're missing something important in their lives yeah, they're and, missing something all right and they become self-obsessed and you know some research suggests that as much as 5.3 percent of the population somewhere around 16 million people showed signs of narcissistic personality disorder and one of the markers of a high functioning narcissist is that they're often well liked by friends and colleagues but those people often never get close enough to detect 
emptiness, which is beneath their veneer of success. And that sums up so many celebrities. They're, they are seemingly very likable, but underneath they have drug addictions. They were abused as children. They never learned coping mechanisms. And they become these idolized people that are constantly having people like their photos and tell them how awesome they are and how beautiful they are. And they start to feel like, you know, that feels good, but it doesn't really make them feel good, but they start feeding off that attention. And I almost feel like something like that is starting to happen with regular people because they're starting to get this pseudo, this pseudo celebrity. Yeah. I, they create their own audience. Um, I, I, while, while I was looking at stuff um, over the last couple of days, I, I, I did see some, a lady on CNN who was talking about how positive selfies are. And she apparently was a psychologist. I think maybe she was just a nutty mom. But she that, oh, you know, my daughters, they take selfies. And it's really positive. It really builds their self-esteem because everybody's like, oh, you're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. But what she didn't address is the underlying issue of why do their kids – why – listen, everybody else grew up – everybody who's listening to the show right now grew up without selfies as kids. I, I think so. I mean, maybe we're getting into that younger demo, but there's something intrinsically not wrong or broken, but there's something that needs to be fixed if you're needing that much adulation. If you're needing that much praise all the time, your self-esteem is not fully intact. It's not rock solid. Well, and another characteristic of a narcissist is their sole purpose of being around other people is to support their exaggerated pseudo-self with a constant stream of admiration. And that sentence, taken directly from Dr. Drew's book, I mean, that sums up what's going on. And so it's it just kind of concerns me. Again, I don't know. And since selfie just became a word, it's a new thing. It's a new phenomenon. You know, there haven't been a lot of studies going on with it. So we don't know what to make of it yet. But from what I see, I see that it's a product of the most narcissistic generation. And... That's a problem. So, no more than one a day. These are the rules. I'm setting rules. If you violate my rules, you will be busted. All right? And that means absolutely nothing, so don't worry. Don't listen to her. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Shit is going to go down if you violate my rules. So, no more than one a day. Those four, you're, you're off the hook. You can take as many as you want. Flood. You can, you can flood the, uh, the airways with them. Just don't be self-absorbed, vapid, and self-important. Yes. Don't be a terrible, terrible person. But one old person that is not able to take selfies, it's unacceptable for this old person. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's <laughs> He is banned from selfies. He's also getting ready to die, but he is just a bag – he is a bag of skin that is wrapped around a skeleton. You will know him as Fred Phelps, who is the founder of the Westboro Baptist Church. And he, like I said previous, is on his deathbed. And I'll give you a little a little uh, greatest hits. I'll play for you the, the greatest hits to refresh you of who he is. From the mouth of the Lord is God hates fags. That's a profound theological statement 
that America and the world needs more than they need food to eat, water to drink, and air to breathe. A decent regard for the opinions and practices of all mankind for 4,000 uninterrupted years demands that these perverts, after 4,000 years of calling them faggots, still be called faggots. God's wrath is upon this nation. And he's, been, he, he's pouring out that wrath by killing these soldiers and naming these soldiers on Iraq and sending them back in body bags, and it's only going to get worse. Listen up, America. They're not gay. They're fags. God hates fags. Fags burn in hell. Fags die. God laughs. Fags equal AIDS. Fags doom nations. That, my friends, is the definition. It's the audio clip that defines what the word hyperbolic means. And also, I think I'm going to have to go to the judges on this one. Uh, judges, uh, is he right? <laughs> no, clearly he is not. He's on his deathbed, and apparently he's been excommunicated from his, the church he started. And I think everyone's familiar with these whack jobs in Kansas. Um, there's a few things that I want to talk about. One is the fact that I've been reading all, all over a lot of uh, groups who are wanting to picket his funeral when he does die. And initially, my, that primal part of me was ready to buy a plane ticket and fly to Kansas and get my sign and be there with him. And, you know, the more I thought about it, the, the better side of my nature, the higher Dollamore, um, really rung through. And Brittany and I talked about it. And, you know, she made some very salient points that the best thing, the best way to deal with these animals, and they are barbarians, they are terrible, horrible people. They are human waste they are they are walking bags of cesspool they're they're terrible there's no words adequate to describe the monsters that they are the best way to deal with these people is to absolutely ignore them to turn a blind eye to them i i think that just indifference is more insulting than showing up and even pretending as though they matter that their voice is heard, that yeah. they're impacting anybody. The real thing that the real message that they should receive is that no one cares. Yeah. I mean, no one cares either way. How insulting is that? That no one cares that you're dying. No one cares what happens to you. That's the ultimate slap in the face. Yeah. And not only that, I think that especially for atheists, for how they're viewed, well, negatively, you mean negatively. Yeah. Yes. These religious individuals, they picket at funerals of soldiers. They say terrible things. They think that they don't uh, just they don't just picket at the, the, the funerals of soldiers and Marines that have died, uh, which is terrible in, in and of itself. They tried to picket the funerals of those 20 elementary school kids who got killed in Connecticut at Sandy Hook. Yeah, these are unmitigating fuckers that these are terrible human beings who deserve if only there was actually a hell 
if only there was, things would be great because they would be well on their way, or you would hope they would be. Unfortunately, that's not the case. Well, fortunately for them, because they so want to, when they die, have this end result of heaven, but it's just going to be nothing for them. So that's going to be, I wish I could witness that happening somehow, <laughs> like them dying and then it just being nothing. <laughs> right. um, you, you, well, I have this image, this fantasy that for just a little, just a, a, a five minute period after he dies, he realizes, oh shit, nope. Wasted my life Just because there is the nothing. Yep. Hanging let, out. Let the rotting begin. Yes. <laughs> but I think for atheists who are typically perceived as not moral and evil and hateful and bitter and all these things, well, we shouldn't be picketing. You know, we should just be. No, no one should. No one. But, but especially, particularly yeah, atheists. Especially atheists. Because who cares? Who cares about these people? They don't matter. They think that fags going to hell is a profound theological statement. Yeah, that's what he said. Unbelievable. Yeah, no, it's not profound. <laughs> well, it, it's it's an odd – I'm torn because obviously um, this is a hate group. And it's a weird it's a weird thing because they – I mean, everyone knows my, my, uh, my views on Christianity and the Christian church. And I will be the first to admit that the Westboro Baptist Church, which contains less than 100 members, it, and it's like an inbreeding, this weird, incestuous little colony of just the Phelps. But even I, I would admit that this is not an accurate representation of Christians or Christianity. Although, if you are a Bible believer, you do believe that homosexuality is a sin. I don't see any way around that. And if you try to weasel your way out of it, you're not being honest with yourself. Or you're just wildly ignorant of the scriptures. Just become an atheist. <laughs> it's so awesome <laughs> and easy. We don't agree with it either. There's two other points that I want to address, though. One is that this group of just a few dozen people, less than 100 people, has had a stranglehold on the emotions of our entire country. They have had holding us, our, emotionally holding us hostage for so many years. We have to plan when there's a, when there's a funeral or when Elizabeth Edwards died, the, the late wife, the late ex-wife of John Edwards, the congressman from North Carolina, they picketed her funeral. Yeah. These are horrible people and there's only a hundred of them and they get massive headlines. They are a media machine, and we need to shut them down. We need to put pressure on the, ma the main media organizations, Fox News and CNN and MSNBC, all of them, to not give these freaks coverage. Because the more coverage you give them, the more they do what they do. It's almost like, you know, people who go into department stores or grocery stores or whatever it might be, and they are those, those people that get angry, and I want to see the manager. And they have these crazy demands. They're being hostile. And when they're working with someone who just continues to be polite and doesn't become upset or – Doesn't feed their anger or yes, their craziness. Yes, isn't, isn't – Confused isn't 
put off. They're just handling it perfectly. And the person that's being hostile gets more frustrated because, well, why am I not getting a rise out of this person? Well, that's what would happen to these crazy Westboro Baptist church people when they no longer get a rise out of anybody. I mean, yeah. they're going to stop coming around because, well, we're not pissing people off anymore. This is weird. Everyone's ignoring us. No one cares anymore. Well, we're not going to keep talking. We're not going to keep going out in public. Th and that's what needs to happen. And the news organizations, sadly, they're a profit-driven business, and that probably will never do this because covering these assholes gives them ratings. They need to be responsible, and they need to – listen, uh, a prosecutor – the DA has what's called prosecutorial discretion that they don't have to prosecute every single crime if there's mitigating circumstances. Well, you know what? In the same, by the same token, the media doesn't have to cover every single story that's happening because some are more important and some are less important. And these people would be at the very bottom of the less important category. Yes. Very unimportant. So the other thing that I wanted to talk about, and this is going to be controversial, I don't know how controversial it'll be, but it's certainly unpopular, is that the Supreme Court has upheld twice their right to picket, their right to protest, even in the most offensive manner. And I would stand with that decision. I think that, that the protection of our speech is so important, it's so valuable to who we are as a nation, that it threads the fabric of who we are as a, as a people in a society and their right to be foaming at the mouth assholes needs to be protected. Yes. It definitely needs to be protected. So the only way, as I see it, the only way to make these freaks wither and die and go away, metaphorically, is to ignore them. It's the, it's the only thing that's going to work at this point, and that's what we need to do collectively. So I challenge everybody, shoot an email, send a tweet, get a hold of somebody if you know somebody, and spread the word that you know we're not going to do this anymore. We're not going to give them the time. And I think that uh, eventually, you know, it's, it's, the battle is long. It's a long war ahead of us relative to these people because they're only going to die by attrition. Unless they wither and go away. All right. I really didn't want to end the show on, on such a, a bummer note. I mean, it's happy because Fred Phelps is dying. Yay! <laughs> Which is an odd sentiment. But look, the world, look, let's be honest with one another. The world is going to be a much better place without him. Hallelujah. So I don't wish his death. I haven't been yearning for him to die but now that it's happening make haste because uh the world is ready to be a much better place I th that rhymed yeah it did wow spontaneous poetry spontaneous my ass it's written right there no it is not yes that it is. is complete bullshit i don't even have papers in front of me right now luckily no one can see and hopefully they'll <laughs> believe me i just rhymed too so breaking news everybody looking for a new co-host <laughs> Okay, so uh, we're going to finish with this note. There's no segue. There's no awesome style to the show and how we did it. Brittany, for a long time, has been compiling a list. Unfortunately, her computer crashed, and the list is no longer available. So she 
haphazardly tried to cre recreate the list really quickly, and I'm going to let her explain what the list is. It's a much smaller version than it used to be. It was quite large before, but I'm going to name a couple, and then you guys can give me some of yours. Well, tell I'm them telling them what the list is. Uh, I was trying to give some temptation there for them to so get a little excited. So just check Craig's list for the ad, the job <laughs> ad. <laughs> okay, the list. The songs that I never want to hear again, ever, in my entire life. And not all of them are because they're bad songs. No, most of them are because they are the songs that every time you walk in a bar, some girl is over at the jukebox, and the only classic rock songs she knows are, you know, Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. Or the typical ACDC songs. Just all the typical songs, and it's enough. We've had enough. Okay, so my number one song. Listen, we could do a whole show on jukebox abuse. For sure. But go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead the list. Okay, so number one, Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cyndi Lauper. Never again. Please stop playing it. Please stop. On the radio, in a bar, stop playing it. It's terrible. No one wants to hear it. I think I can speak for all men. That we don't want to hear it. Okay. I have he down here most things Bon Jovi, but especially Wanted Dead or Alive. So if we could not play that song, preferably no Bon Jovi, but if you're going to play some, please just don't make it Wanted Dead or Alive. Brittany, I don't know how you can say that because he obviously, on a steel horse he rides. <laughs> I don't want to hear about it ever again, so <laughs> I don't care. Again, another one. Summer of 69, Brian Adams. What? Yeah, no. As soon as I hear the opening strings. Hey. No. He, he got a, a new six string. Yeah, I don't he care. He played it until his fingers bled. bled. <laughs> you owe it to him to listen. So just so everyone knows, I gave Jesse all the songs. So he looked up the lyrics so that he could <laughs> act like he knew all the songs. Really clever. What's next on the list? So since I lost my list and I could only come up with a couple, because I want you guys to give me some too, I'm going to end my last one with the entire Eagles discography. You can't end there. I'm ending there. Wow. <laughs> no more Eagles. Stop. I would agree with that. Hotel California, seriously, stop. No one needs to hear it ever again. Ever again. No one needed to hear it in the first place. Especially Christians who think it's about the – well, actually, it is about An Anton LaVey and the Church of Satan, but backmasking and the devil. and Jesse knows it all, everybody. Well, and we'll wrap it up on that note. Uh, the reason I have a podcast is obviously because I know it all. All of it. Everything. Which can't really be true because if I knew everything, I would probably work for NASA. Yeah. Or, you know – at the Snuggie Factory. Yes. You know, either one. Yeah. So we are going to wrap it up here. Um, once again, if you have anything you want to add to the show, 657-464-7609. That's 657-464-7609. And we look forward to hearing from you. Just know that if you do leave, if you do leave a voicemail, 
you are consenting to your voice being used on the show, and we will almost certainly use your voice. So we hope you have a good day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. And see ya. <laughs> For Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dollimore, and this has been I Doubt.